Welcome everybody to the Love Evolved podcast. This is Leanne. I'm a holistic psychologist living in Los Angeles, specializing in love, sex, and relationships. And I use a unique combination of therapy and breath work with clients to really cut the work in half. It's been phenomenal to see since combining these two modalities how the work can go so much faster because breathwork really gets to the heart of the matter. So if you're new to breathwork and you want some samples, I can send you some audios. Just reach out via email. You can also message me on Instagram. I'm really passionate about spreading the healing power of breathwork. It's completely changed my life and so many of my clients feel the same way. And so this podcast focuses on high-level relationships, in particular conscious relationships, spiritual partnership, and divine union. And so there's many, many topics and episodes that cover these things. In particular, episode two is a really good place to start if you just want a general overview of what I mean when I say conscious relationships. It's a quick 20-minute introduction, and it's also my most popular podcast. And so in particular, on this podcast, I really focus on healing the relationship between men and women, which is my mission. And it's been a really deeply personal journey that has led me to this being my mission in the world. And so I speak a lot about that if you follow me. And if any of these topics are new to you, when I say conscious relationships, divine union, you can always follow me on Instagram where I post frequently and I share resources and I talk about all of these things. And you can also message me or email me directly with any comments or questions, especially if you need support. Again, I work with clients all over the world over Zoom. I also see people in person here in LA. So please reach out. So welcome to episode 23, where Max and I share all about how to reignite the sexual connection in relationships. And this episode is for you if you're in a long-term relationship and the connection has waned over time. Really though, this episode is for everybody because even if you're single, it's important to know how to sustain and build intimacy during a long-term relationship because this is really one of the number one things that Max and I get asked. And so most people don't really have the skills needed to maintain this intimacy over time. And so we really, really believe that it's not that there's anything wrong with monogamy. It's not that we need to move towards open relationships or anything like that collectively, but that we actually actually have not mastered basic relationship skills and maintaining connection and intimacy over time. These are things that you can learn and you can get support on. There's really no shame in needing support and needing to work on these things. I think we all just have to get really humble and realize many of us didn't have good models of this growing up. And so it's our time now to actually interrupt these patterns and learn how to do this really well. We really just want you all to know that sustained incredible intimacy and connection is totally possible in long-term relationships. Max and I feel very strongly about this. It is not something that we're taught how to do very well. And what I love about this episode is that we give you really practical tips and tools that you can use to keep the intimacy alive and to make the commitment to maintaining and building that connection with your partner. Max and I have both experienced this in our lives personally. We help clients with this all the time. And it's really about understanding how to create this dynamic with your partner. 
And so we would love to hear which ideas we talk about today that really land for you. Let Max and I know if you have any questions about what we shared. We support couples and individuals with having incredible relationships. This is our life's work. And we're also launching a group program for men and women starting in February, 2023. So please stay connected to our work and we will be sharing more about that soon. So we hope you enjoy this episode and reach out if you need support. Okay, Max, welcome back for your third podcast with me. Thank you so much for being here. I love our conversation so much. Awesome. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. And we're going to talk about something really important to couples today, which is reigniting intimacy in relationship. So I know for both of us, this is something that couples or even individuals come to us really seeking support on. So I'm hoping that today we can offer a lot of value to people. And I kind of actually, let's back up for a minute and just have you do a quick introduction for people who don't know you about what you do. Yeah. Well, uh, my name is Max Trombley. I am a men's work facilitator. I've been facilitating men's work spaces, whether they are circles, programs, or even one-on-one coaching uh, since 2015. And I also help people cultivate a depth in their relationship and really bring more connection and intimacy into a life where it might have waned for whatever reason. Well, that's beautiful and really connected to the topic today. And so Max and I definitely both have experience with this topic personally. And of course, we help people with this as well. But I wanted Max to actually start off today because he has an incredible relationship with his wife, Kelly. I'm going to give another shout out again to the episode where both you and Kelly were on together. I think that's an incredible one. If you like this episode, you'll want to go back and listen to that one because hearing you both together is was really helpful for people. And you speak yeah. to this part as well. Totally. And so in your either drawing from your own personal life or your work with clients, where would you like to begin in terms of repairing intimacy? Yeah, well, even before repair, the thing that I'll speak to to start is that across relationships, we see a similar thing happen, which is people either get divorced or they have affairs, um, usually because there's an emotional disconnect and a sexual disconnect. And so people feel alone, they're not having their needs met, and they're just in relationship more in theory, because they have been for however many years, and it's not actively functioning. So the root of affair and the root of divorce often comes from this disconnect, um, more often than not. So the reason that reigniting intimacy is important is because ideally, what we can do is we can write what's going wrong within our relationship and foster the emergence of something exciting, rather than continuing down a path of closure and ultimately disconnect. Does that make sense? Yes. And I I love that you started there too, because I think that this episode actually could be very, very powerful to teach people the ways that you can maintain incredible intimacy in monogamous situations, a hundred percent possible. And I think that one of the things that's lacking in relationships where affairs do happen is a lack of open, honest, loving communication around some of this. It's very hard for a lot of people to actually ask for their sexual needs to be met, to have these kind of really vulnerable conversations about sex and intimacy. So I think empowering people with just that communication piece and the courage to bring things up is really important because it's very, very true what Max said. If you don't actually address the elephant in the room with this, it, it's not going to be pretty. 
Yeah. And it won't work itself out. You know what I mean? So if you're, if you're, if your sex life has like gone the way of the wind, it's not going to magically come back. There's usually a reason why it has left the space. And so there is sort of a consciousness you need to bring around repair. Um, and I think, you know, what's interesting that you brought up and it's really important is that, um, you know, the way that this typically goes is that there are wounds that get triggered in relationship and they dissolve the openness and trust. And it's in the, in the loss of trust or in the loss of, um, you know, potential for co-creating safely that people tend to turn away. And so I think, you know, talking about communication, that's such a critical thing to start with. Um, you know, one pathway to reintegrating intimacy is, you know, through bringing like a couple's counselor or a relationship coach into the equation, because then somebody can mediate the deep, the, the deep conversations that need to happen. You know, there's a need that I have that's not being met, or I've lost trust that you're willing to meet my need. Like those conversations are hard to have with a partner. So if you can have a third person that can hold you in those conversations consciously and really create a conscious dialogue, um, that's a great way to start. Um, And I think, you know, where I would love to take this is there's kind of two potentials here. There's the potential that two people are still energetically together and interested in each other, and they've just kind of lost intimacy. And there's an art that can be created in that space that can kind of bring intimacy back to the table. So that's possibility number one. And possibility number two is that there are these kind of, there's like a breach in trust or there's like a breach in open connection and emotional connection. Um, And that kind of requires some deeper mechanics in terms of coming back to. So is it cool if we just start with one and then go to two? Yes, absolutely. And I think like for me personally, I always say this, but if there's anything lingering in the air between me and my partner, it really just in truth makes me close and not be as open in the bedroom. And so for me, it's really important. That's why I always talk about keeping things very, very clean and clear in a partnership to resolve things as they come up, to not have baggage and resentment really built up over time, not sweeping things under the rug. This is critically important, especially yeah. for women. I don't know if it's as, as important for men. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. But for me, I just, I can't. And it doesn't make me feel like I can fully surrender to my yeah, body. Totally. It's incredibly important for men, but not consciously. It just happens. Like it, it's a thing that happens in a relationship. And I think a lot of men tend to avoid, you know, I don't know what's wrong. I don't want to talk about it. Right. Like, you know, so like men would rather avoid the hard emotional work you know, it's hard to stay open, like with your heart open while your woman is like expressing to you, like the things you're fucking up on. It's just difficult. Men don't really want to do that. But like, ultimately, like it takes that it takes a man that's like, all right, listen, let me know, like, what, what's up? What do you what do you need to share with me? Um, You know, it's a part of it. And that's where trust is formed. So any men that are listening, if your partner doesn't feel open to you, it's probably because you're not willing to be with her when she's having a hard time. And you're closing, you're collapsing, you're jumping or executing uh, or uh, escaping from the space. You know, she's having a hard time. You're like, baby, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. You're wrong. Like ejecting from connection when someone's having an emotional expression is one of the like foundational reasons intimacy disappears. So, you know, we can, we can just state right there, like learning how to be emotionally competent in relationships, men, I'm talking to you, is probably one of the most important things if you want to maintain deep sexual connection. I want to speak to the women here. It's really important when things come up, not to play the blame game. When you're actually communicating, speak to your man in a way that he can hear you. 
Don't yell at him. Don't point the finger. Try to see your side of it as well. And it really sounds kind of cheesy, but using a lot of I language, like how did that make me feel? Not what he did wrong necessarily, but you know, like, like babe, like when you did that thing, it like, it really kind of just, yeah, it just didn't feel good to me. Right. Like these are things that are are my truth. He can't really argue with that. And if he can sense that you're coming from a place of love and in service to the relationship and in service to connection, he can feel that and he'll be a much more willing participant in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. I mean, you know, my teacher, John Wineland often talks about bringing emotions in a narrow, sharp way forward versus bringing your emotional truth. He calls it revealing, like revealing your emotional truth in a wide way. And when you can reveal your emotional truth in a wide way, it can be metabolized and digested by your partner more easily. If it's a sharp projection, like, fuck you, I hate the way you did this. Like any partner is going to have a closure around that because they're going to feel attacked and immediately it'll it'll trigger their defensiveness, their their desire to escape from it. So there is an art to how we express our emotions for sure. Um, and sometimes, sometimes emotions just need to just move. And so there's the possibility of like, if there's frustration in the body, this is for men or women, like maybe you move some of that frustration in a solo practice where you just like punch a pillow or like smash a bed with a, like a wiffle ball bat or something just to get the expression off your body. And then you can have more access to the wider expression of like, I miss you. Like, I don't feel good in relationship and I just want to feel good. Like, What's the real truth that's beneath the, this isn't working for me? Oh, okay. So that's a really, really good one. Really. And so with when things come up, bumps in the road come up, it's really important to try to slow it down a little bit to feel into yeah. the thing underneath. I know this is really not easy. And sometimes we do mess up and we do, we don't do it perfectly and that's fine. You just repair afterwards. Right. So I think what we, what we're jumping into now is really, um, like one of the two sort of things that you identified at the beginning, this is sort of clearing the air, doing the deeper communication work. And I think for me, it really, it doesn't even have to be that hard, especially as you build the tolerance in a relationship to get through small bumps in the road, you actually develop this knowingness and this trust in the relationship itself that you're co-creating together that you can handle anything. And it really uh, makes you capable of handling bigger challenges down the road, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is a muscle, there's an energetic muscle that men in particular need to build where they're just capable of holding space. And it's not holding space for toxic expression, but it's holding space for emotional release. And, you know, sometimes like Kelly, Kelly might be having an experience and it might be kind of triggering to me because it might be about me. And whether I get like, messy and triggered in the moment and then kind of repair and stay open and let her share it. Or ideally I just let her share her thing. And I hear her like building the muscle to show up as a man who can hear my wife's expression forms trust in my relationship. Yes, it does. It's the same thing. versa. Yeah. And so like on that note, what is like a really practical tip you can give men to not absorb and take these things personally? Yeah. Learn how to breathe. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but like actually practicing breath, big, deep belly breath. First of all, you're exercising your diaphragm, which gives you actual musculature around stability with your emotional state. 
it's this is like i know this, this seems like esoteric and strange but we know this to be true if you have a strengthened diaphragm and you can control your breath in the moment of trigger if you can access breathe feel the ground that is the number one way you can resource yourself to be able to hold whatever experience is happening that's it there's nothing comparable it's the number one well, I agree with you. And just for couples who might not be familiar with breath work, it's a complete game changer. And so I know it sounds kind of weird, you know, if stuff is lingering, but it's huge for just like clearing away all of that debris. If you feel like just kind of talking it out isn't working, Max earlier was talking about, you know, it's not just the the talking and the words back and forth. It's also the energy sometimes that needs to be moved or cleared. Breath work is like, like nothing else um, in that regard. And so even if just one person does it, it can make a yeah. really big impact. Um, okay. And so is there anything more you want to say on, on this part of, of like clearing the air to make room for intimacy no. and connection? No, but what I will say is that when we have stuff that comes up in relationship, it's really valuable to have a confident outside of relationship to work with, whether it's a coach or a men's group or a, a women's group or a feminine coach you know, when I have struggles in my relationship, I sort a lot of them out with my men. I, I work with my men's group and I just say like, man, this fucking sucks. Like I'm going through this thing right now. And then men can hold me and like, yeah, that fucking sucks, man. Like, and what are you going to do about it? Right. And so this reframe around my experience, like, uh, my life isn't working. It's kind of big to me into like, I hear you like, let it out. And now what are you going to do about it? That's a conscious response. Like it's so valuable to have people in your corner so that you don't just have to bring everything to your partner. We think we, there's a huge common thing, which is that like in modern relationships, you should be able to hold everything for your partner. I would argue that that's absolutely not true. And our, yeah. our biggest responsibility is sort our emotional wellness out outside of our relationship so we can show up better in our relationship. I love this. And I, I'm so happy that you brought this up, especially this is a good one for women too to understand because women tend to be more relational. We tend to want to talk things through a lot, right? And so I know for me, I'm guilty in the past of really wanting to talk things through like to the death sometimes. And that's really not always sexy. And so having a therapist, having friends, having a women's circle that you can that can support you with this is really big. Just as Max said for men, it's the same for women. And it also takes a lot of the burden off of the relationship. So that yeah. you know, sometimes the, the trap of people who practice conscious relationships is that you're always processing things together. And Absolutely. so I understand that, right? I think there has to be a certain degree of, yeah. of that together. But yeah, then totally. it becomes really intense and serious and it lacks the fun. It yeah. lacks the juiciness, the excitement. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. And I mean, that just speaks to like, we could just kind of segue into this thing. If you're trying to foster emotional intimacy or reignite intimacy in your relationship, part of this is about communication, but communication all the time is actually going to kill intimacy. Yeah. The more important yeah. piece is how are you showing up as something that entices love? And so for the, for the masculine, like, what are you bringing that awakens your woman into her pleasure or her sense of being desired or her, you know, like what, as, as a, as a man, what are you doing for your feminine partner that really makes her feel wanted? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then as, as a woman, what are you doing that brings your man's sexuality online? Like, what are you doing that like reminds him that you want him? You know, I, I love to feel desired. And like, if my wife sends me a text in the middle of the day, even if it's just like an emoji, like, you know, like lips and like a squirt symbol or something, like I, I totally am like, oh my God, 
oh my God, like, you know what I mean? It like lights me up and it makes yeah. me really feel what she's trying to transmit to me, which is not words. Oh, yeah, so. right. So like completely like still flirting, you know, years yeah. in, like still letting each other know that you like want them really, really bad. Absolutely. And so, you know, for for men out there, you know, if you if you really want a woman to feel you, presence is very important. There's nothing that turns me on more that, than a man who is really present with me. And I can yeah. tell that he really, really wants me. There's nothing more than that. If a man yeah. is on his phone and like only like half with me, like I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested yeah. in that. And so that's, that's like a really big one. And then for women, really kind of allow yourself to open to him. This is yeah. something that actually Max is really, really good at teaching, right? Like what is the the embodied expression? Do you, maybe you can talk about this a lot of, sure. you know, being closed and contracted versus open to somebody. Yeah. I mean, this is really important. So one of the things that I teach with embodiment is we have choices and we can make choices around how we show up in life. And a lot of our resentments and our lack of trust, it lives in our body. And, it, you know, you, you can feel it as closure, um, you, you know, tightness in the chest, shoulders are forward, a lack of eye contact. There's all these ways that these feelings are expressed internally in our bodies. And one, that's body language that's also transmitting to your partner. But the second thing is when you make a choice to pivot from closed to open, part of that choice is checking your embodiment and seeing like, okay, like what am I holding in my body? Because if you're still like all like closed up and you're like trying to open, it's, it's discordant energetically within the self. So yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that like what I mentioned breath, like if, if, if I feel attacked through a projection my nervous system is going to respond, fight or flight, whatever. But to have an empowered response, if I can take a breath and just relax my chest and kind of let the energy dissolve off of me, it's from that place that I can choose, okay, like I hear you, baby. Like what, what do you want me to know, you know? And um, the energetic embodiment piece is just so crucial. Yeah, yeah, it's it's huge because I think yeah. we're getting into a day and age where people can we're evolving as humans and so the energetic transmissions that happen between two people people are being able to feel them. And so yeah. this is why exactly as you just said, you know, you could say I could say one thing to my partner, yeah. but if my body is shut down and closed to him, he yeah. can feel that. He really can. Yeah, totally. And so like totally. the one thing also that I'll just say to women that has helped me immensely and also my female clients is yeah. getting really honest with ourselves. And what is your relationship like with your body? Have you mm. reclaimed all of your parts? Have you reclaimed yeah. sexuality? Have, yeah. do you feel that you have at least, it doesn't have to be perfect, but right. like, what is your progress there? For so many of us, we don't, we have to do some level of work there. And so that is our responsibility as women to do. And it's part of being an incredible partner. Yeah. And it's interesting. I'll just speak to this because this is what's coming up for me right now. Masculine sexual energy. So for men, if your intimacy is waning in your life, look at where your sexual energy is going. The majority of men that I work with in men's groups have at some point in their life spent a lot of time looking at porn, masturbating, like losing their life force externally elsewhere. You know, um, and then there's this other piece around how much of your attention is at other women or other ideas rather than your partner. And if you're spending all your time fantasizing about something other than what's in front of you, then she's going to feel that. 
And that's going to be a part of her feeling your lack of presence, your lack of desire. And ultimately, it's going to result in a lack of sex life. So if you want to foster more of an energetic sex life, like connection, desire, and sensuality, bring your sexual energy into and at your partner. Yes. Critical. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm happy that you said this because I was going to bring up semen retention and actually kind of mastering your sexual energy as a man involves some discipline, right? I think kind of like, it's funny because if you look, look at the quote unquote work sometimes that men need to do versus the work that women need to do. It's really interesting because I think men need to bring some of the, yeah, the discipline and and the the single focused as you just spoke to, whereas women actually, we need to focus on healing and expressing our sexuality from a really embodied place to move more towards pleasure and really opening in that way. That's 100% it. Yeah. And it's interesting. There are pleasure practices for men that are not genital oriented. It's like full bodied experience of pleasure, which is useful for heart healing. Um, but yeah, for the masculine, one of the things really is like cultivating more power and energy sexually, not blowing it out and expressing it outside of relationship, but bringing it toward your partner. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a big deal. Like I just introduced this to my most recent men's circle. Um, I cycle every six months. I have new guys in, and we just dropped this in the last meeting. And I just proposed that like, if you ejaculate, you lose all your life force and your energy for a good number of days, depending on your age. And it like will have a immense impact on your consciousness, your emotional state, et cetera. And like a couple guys were like, what? And I was like, oh my God, people still don't know this. Wow. So it's really important. Yeah. A lot of, a lot, even conscious men that are doing work are like, really? That's a thing. It's unbelievable. Well, just to stay on this for another minute or two, I want to tell you from my perspective as a woman, how this has impacted me. When my partner has practiced semen retention, it's like unbelievable. The magnetism and the attraction that it creates, especially if we are making love and he doesn't ejaculate, I swear to God, it feels like we are literally still having sex afterwards. It's like, I kind of call, call it keeping it open because it literally feels that way. And I can't even tell you like the way that my, even talking about it now, my body's like, Oh my God, it's so incredibly attractive when a man has that. And it's not even like you need to retain your semen forever and ever. Even if it's just like you ejaculate once a week, that can make a huge difference. Yeah. It's actually interesting. I was talking to a guy a couple of years ago about how he matches, he cycles his, um, like he cycles his energy on a monthly basis and he tracks the cycle of his feminine partner. So when she has her lowest energy, which is like when she's in her moon cycle, like he'll flush his system. So he basically, he'll like ejaculate around that period to flush his system, clear out his energy, and then he'll cultivate his power during the first few days after um, you know, her moon cycle. And basically that's where he's like recultivating life force, recultivating power. And then he'll bring his sexual energy, like kind of full force around the same period that the woman would be in her ovulation state. Right. And it's incredible because when she's at her highest desire, he's at his highest power. And then at some point thereafter, like there's a period where like he'll allow his own release, um, to kind of sync back up with again, like her moon cycle. And I thought that was so interesting because he's, he's matching his energetic cycle to her innate energetic cycle. That's based on the feminine biology. Um, so there's like ways that you can kind of biohack this in like a, in a relatable way. I haven't done that kind of work. I've done, you know, the individual energetic awareness and, and working it kind of an energetic uh, individual path. 
but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a different world and it really is effective for men that have any sort of erectile function, um, issues. It's worth exploring this, um, you know, slowing down the nervous system, bringing yourself to a space of turned on, you know, erect and not having an orgasm, letting your body come back to a regular energetic state. Uh, there's a good way there's great practices to cultivate power in that for the men. Yeah. Okay. Well, I really wasn't expecting us to talk about this for so long, but I want to say it's incredible. I'm so happy that we are. It's so valuable. And actually what you just shared is fascinating. I've never heard that before where a man actually syncs up with a women's cycle because it's really hard. If a woman is ovulating, like it must be incredibly hard for the man not to ejaculate at that time because she is just like incredibly open and vibrant and all the things and nature. It's like, that's when, you know, it's meant to happen. And so I love, I love that tip. And the last little piece I'll add is if a man is watching porn a lot, ejaculating a lot, women can also pick up on that. It's just, it really saps your life force energy and you don't have that, that virile, um, that strength, you can feel it energetically and it's not attractive. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're like, as, um, as a masculine being, if you're doing that, you're just giving your energy away elsewhere and it is a felt experience for the feminine. And anyway, what's interesting is that, you know, that we were talking about all this stuff, all of it speaks to an awareness of your sexual power and your sexual energy. And I think that if you really want to reignite energy or intimacy in your relationship, first of all, get clear on your relationship to your own sexual pleasure and power. And this is probably for women and men. And just notice, like, if you're offline, that's one of the reasons why sexuality is not happening inside relationship. Like if either partner is offline sexually, then of course, things are going to go the way of the wind. And so how do you bring yourself back online? And that's a good question for women. And it's a great question for men. It's a great, yeah, I love that so much. And I think this is where it also gets to be important for men. It's very, very useful for men to also understand a woman's cycle because during the course of a month, we actually ebb and flow throughout um, not only being sexually open and available, but also, you know, obviously at the time of bleeding, a lot of times, not always the case, but a lot of times we're a little bit more internal and to just understand that has nothing to do with you. It's just my natural cycles. And so that's really empowering. A lot of men don't know anything about the menstrual cycle. Um, And just like basic understanding of knowing, okay, this is when my woman is ovulating. This is when my woman is bleeding. Those two polar points is really, really big. That's really all that you need to know. Um, and then for women have some kind of a self-pleasure practice, know Mm -hmm. your body, know what turns you on, be able to make the most incredible love to yourself. And from that space, it's just men also could pick up on that too. And so you're not just doing it for the man, although it's a great gift, you're doing it for yourself to get in touch with your body, your sensuality. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Coming into your sexual empowerment as an individual so that you can serve your relationship is kind of the, that's like the foundational part here. If you want to reignite intimacy, check where you're out of alignment with your own sexual beingness. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's see here. Is there anything else that you want to say on this, this point? I think we're wrapping up soon, but yeah. I I have one piece, which is that if you are listening to this podcast and it's because you're in a position where you've lost intimacy in your relationship, here is what I would say. The best way forward for positive results 
is does your partner know that you care and that you want more intimacy and is your partner committed to creating it if you can create the foundation for progress in this space then it's almost guaranteed you will achieve progress so if you're in a relationship and your intimacy has waned you know talk to your partner and say hey you know we haven't we haven't been engaging uh, intimately recently and i would love to work on it are you open to a conversation are you open to practicing with it um are you open right and just starting that conversation trying to do so without triggering you know uh projections is is really like a valuable way to start and then from there you know there's a, a couple different ways you can go about doing this but here's what i would say men if you're listening you know one of the best things you can do is ask your wife or partner if you can give them a massage and just start there and start to integrate trust around touch and so without trying to go from massage to sex and orgasm like can you just create a sacred space where you're just giving a 20 minute massage to nice music and then completing and going back to whatever you want to do by doing things like that you're reintegrating trust and loving touch into your relationship that might not be there um, sometimes if my wife and i are going through a hard period of time I'll, I'll remember like, okay, I'm going to set up a sacred space in my office. And after the kids are asleep, I'll light some candles, put on some music and incense, and I'll just give her a massage. And it's a great way for her and I to reconnect. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to go further. Um, another thing is, you know, there are a number of relationship coaches, uh, Leanne and I are two of them, who can help hold you through relational practice. And so, you know, what that actually looks like is you'll sit across from each other. We'll put on some music and we'll just guide you to connect at a heart level. No communication, just looking at each other, feeling each other and just feeling the parts of you that want to, you know, eject. And that's where the practice is because a lot of times when we lose intimacy or lose attraction, like we refuse to allow ourselves to feel the heart of the other and reconnect in. And so just kind of practicing at that edge is a great way to soften where we want to close. And it's often the path through, um, because what we just need to do, if you're if you're looking to regain intimacy, cool. Like, let's get into an intimate, connected space and see where we're having blocks. Yes, I'm really happy that you brought this up again because having a third person, especially for people who are not used to having these open, vulnerable, sensitive conversations with each other, until it becomes a normalized part of just the way that you speak to each other then a lot of people do need support and there's no shame in that. So many people have so much stigma in reaching out for support. And I'm going to be honest with you, you have to get over that. First of yeah. all, there's really, there's no shame. Second of all, the most successful couples are those who humbly admit we can't always do it just ourselves. Leaning yeah. on an external person can absolutely elevate your relationship beyond anything that the two of you could create alone. That's just the truth of it. And yeah. so I'm really happy that you brought that up. Yeah. And the um, last thing I'll note, I'll just note one more thing on it. It's sometimes somebody like I learned, look, I, I thought I was good in relationship. I thought I was great sexually in relationship. And then I learned from an intimacy coach, um, all this other stuff that I never really considered before. And I was like, wow, I had no idea. Like spending extra time in eye connection with somebody was, I didn't know how impactful it was for me and for her or, you know, the way I touched her body, like finding different ways to touch her body, like in different places, in different speeds, different textures, like all these things I had never really considered before. So I was kind of given these new awarenesses 
And um, that's something that you can really get through an intimacy coach. And, you know, they can kind of help, especially for the men, like men often don't know what to do. That's a big thing for men. Like, I don't know, I don't know what to do sexually, like aside from like going right for the goods, if you will. And, um, you know, just learning different ways to navigate and incite pleasure in a feminine body or a masculine body um, is a great way forward. Yes, I love that too. And it's kind of speaks to this thing of we're always learning and growing and being curious about our partners, right? Like it's never like, oh, we just like, we know each other and that's that. Like there's no more room for growth. It's like a lot of this is being humble to admit like, wow, okay, so I know her deeply now, but what about a year from now? Always being open and and learning. And one of the parts that I love about practicing conscious relationships with a partner is because there's such an evolutionary growth aspect to it. When you combine incredible sexual connection with a conscious yeah. relationship, it's almost like you and your partner are growing and evolving so much that your partner isn't the same person she was a year ago. She's not 100%. the same person she was, right? And my my man is not the same person he was a year ago. And so you're kind of growing and evolving and it makes, it keeps it fresh. It keeps it yeah. alive, if that makes sense. The last piece that I just wanted to say is, and you mentioned it earlier, creating a sacred space for mm-hmm this exchange. This is just something that I have to kind of end on because for me, it wasn't until I really grounded into this idea of sexuality is incredibly sacred. It is not just a physical exchange between two people. It makes the sex profound when you have that multidimensional connection with the physical, the emotional, the intellectual, the spiritual that I said before, or in the last episode that we had, that multidimensional connection for me makes it's all the difference between the what Kemanami shares as the junk food sex versus the gourmet sex. Once yeah. you have a taste of what that can actually be like, there's literally no going back. And yeah. it's almost like you can forget about some of these. Um, like let's bring in new techniques or new toys. It's like literally could just be you and the other person in complete ecstasy and there's nothing else like that. And so it's possible. It's totally possible. And one thing I'll offer to people is, you know, look, I'm a dad, we've got young kids. My wife and I have a lot of like, we're, we're busy and we're like crowded by energy in our house. And so we can't always set sacred space with candles and have like, you know, like sex that takes us to the, like, ends of the universe, but sometimes we do. And we, we make it a thing like every once in a while, we'll set it up, you know, we'll set up space for it. And sometimes we're just having like whatever we can get, right. Just because like, like our kids are awake all, all day, all night, like whatever. And it's like, okay, all we have is like five minutes. And, you know, part of intimacy is, is just staying on like, like whatever we can do to create connection, love and enjoy each other and have fun with each other is really the, it's the highest path. Um, and so, yeah, you know, committing and having a partner that commits, it's like, that's step step one. And then from there, making art out of your connection, you know, and finding ways to go deeper with your sexual intimacy. Well, I I just love this conversation so much. I I hope it's useful for everybody. And again, Max and I could talk about these things for hours. We're going to make this kind of concise and simple, but if you have any questions or comments about anything that came up today, or if you need support, please reach out to either Max or I. We absolutely love supporting people in this way. It is literally our life's work. And so Max, thank you again so much for being on. 
My pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll talk soon. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you did, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really, really helps these conversations to get out to more people. I really appreciate it. And if you're someone who needs support with love, sex, and relationships, please reach out. I work with individuals and couples, and I also teach classes and run groups. And so stay in touch. I love talking about all of these topics. Also make sure to follow Max and I on Instagram because we're going to be releasing our group program for men and women in February, 2023. And we also just provide tons of useful content, whether you're an individual or you're in a relationship already. We focus on really high level conscious love, sex, and relationships, and all of our information is in the show notes. So have an incredible rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon.